Hello, Meppers, our old friends. We've come to Mep with you again. Because the emu is not flying. And our Garfunkel is not dying. Everyone knows that we've got some jokes to tell. We might as well. Map report better than silence. Left my home back in Omaha. See if I could make it out in the world. And I got as far as Wichita. Suddenly I wasn't sure anymore Lost all my friends in Los Angeles And I'm not welcome in New York But I must stop back in Omaha Where the fans, they always crying out for Okay, then once again, welcome to Mep Report number 36, June 28, 2006, Wednesday. Welcome, everybody. We're all here. Roll call. Roll call. Clear, reporting for duty. Hey, <laughs> I was hired by Story. I, I met him in a Mariners game. He asked me to come on. Say a few words. So you you tell me when I should do that. Okay, I'll I'll go sit over here. <laughs> wow. So uh, we've got uh, Clea is on the show. Jermaine is on the show. Do we have Russ on the show in addition? Or well, yeah, I'm I'm here. Oh, okay. Good. Just, just why would why wouldn't I be? I <laughs> Do I ever miss a show? That's a good question. No, I don't miss shows. We my uh, ties or Mariner games or yeah. We should say this my surfboard <laughs> <laughs> eating cheesecake. This is kind of a behind mm-hmm. the scenes uh, sort of a, a MEP information. But uh, there's a th- there's three people on the show tonight. Well, four if you count Jermaine. And who does that really? Myself. Clea is with us again, guest starring, and of course, Russ. We had a MEP report that we tried to do earlier tonight that involved Andy, but Andy's computer blew up. I, I think that's more or less accurate, actually, and so that all failed, and so uh, we're now doing the MEP report with Clea, the spot starter, and... Yeah, my uh, draft with, ticket came up again. Right, and Jermaine is, is now uh, joined <laughs> us as well, so so we're, <laughs> we're all good to go. So we want to thank everybody for listening yes. and welcome everybody in. Because... As per the normal equation, one Clea plus one retarded co-host Jermaine <laughs> equals Story and Andy or something. I don't know. Plus, he's in the room. <laughs> How could terrible. you say that? It it's just awful. seemed to me to be what we were saying. Well, we don't have Andy, so at least we have Jermaine, whatever he does, and, and Clea's here, so that should be okay. Yeah, you know, I don't – one of these days Sorry. I'm going to become rich and famous, and you guys won't be able to count on me like this, you know. I just happen to have some free time in my schedule after So You Think You Can Dance and before Last Comic Standing where I could fit you guys in. <laughs> so I hope you guys count are counting your blessings. Yeah, I, I counted at least ten of them before she showed up. Right? I do. 
And I know, I know that our listeners are very excited in more than one way whenever you're on the show. So that's always oh, that's a bonus. That's distressing. Very I don't even think. Mm-hmm. I'm very disturbed by all of that. I don't want to ask about the size of the that's bonus. So anyway, moving on. So yeah, so um, so welcome back, Cleo. What's what's been going on for you over the past? It has. It's been the past eight weeks. How? Oh, you've counted already. It's been eight weeks since I was on. How long is it? How I think, long has it been? I think it's been a long. I think it has been like quite a few episodes, actually. And I'm sure Story will be kicking himself because he always wants to get on with me so he can we can have a, a East versus West battle royale. And I'm gonna get, I'm gonna ruffle Story's feathers right now because let me just be on record as as saying Story's whole comment about this was, well, it's ridiculous to claim that people on the West Coast disappear and <laughs> don't connect with people. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> don't take, take commitment seriously. Cheesecake. Right. Thank don't you. show up when they're expected. <laughs> That's right. right. That's, That's right. Right. That's right. Point All right. Yeah, to well be fair, taken, you know, we think... really should have Story's point of view should be expressed. So I'll, I'll play devil's advocate. I'll be the the point of view of the uh, the West Coast defender if you want to okay. do that. Okay. Okay. All right. Right. Because I, I do live on the West Coast. So that's fine. Right. Okay. So defend it. Go. Do it. Okay. Do it now. Bring it I on because you've been served, Russ. Um, you've been served. The West the Coast. People say the weather is good. The we- they like the weather because they they're always like, "Whoa, what's it like?" Oh, it's thirty. Well, it's like eighty-five here. Ha uh, ha! I can't believe you live there. Uh-huh. So yeah, how do you like that? It's the West Coast. Well, I can't deny it. Sitting <laughs> here, uh, Russ, I want to I want to bring you into my world right now. Okay, just just I want you to. Take a little moment in your time and We're see what's like. We're going to slow it down here. Slow it down, kind of give you a little experience of the feeling of what oh, wait, it means me, to be clear right now. Let me put right the now. bubble bath in first. Hang on. Okay. okay. All right. So I'm sitting here in uh, on the West East Coast in uh, in New York uh-huh. City, and uh, it is summer, and it is probably 80 Please degrees doing the here. Report in New York City. <laughs> and uh, one very. One very subtle difference that I can't deny is that it is really frickin' humid here. Yeah, it is humid. And I'm sitting here with this mic with a nylons, pair of nylons wrapped around the mic. See, honey, this is stuff that doesn't... (laughs) In order to keep from popping, (laughs) as they say in technical terms. And I'm sweating because it's pretty frickin' humid. And you probably don't have humidity where you are right now. So... That's no, true. No, we that's... just have the oppressive dry heat of the desert. <laughs> the super oppressive, destroy you, die, leave a cow skull behind, dry <laughs> desert heat. That's some serious heat. Yeah, the, Gary Shandling used to it talk about it all bad. the time. He did. He used to talk about, like, people are, oh, it's a dry heat. He's like, yeah, so is a freaking propane torch. I don't want people running it up and down my body. That's a dry heat. Bring more of it on, would you please? That's true. But I I honestly, since I did grow up on the West Coast, I would prefer the dry heat to the humidity any day. Wait a minute. You grew up in Seattle, though. I mean, Seattle's all about humidity. No. 700 inches of rain? Yes, but when it's hot, it's a dry heat because the weather pattern blows from the Alaskan. You have the the air blows through and pulls is constantly pulling the weather pattern through Seattle. Oh, and so it actually when it is hot, it's a dry heat. Is that also what led you to have salmon and Nirvana? Is it the same? The Alaskan Pikeway. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. I was checking. Yeah. The wonders of nature. Yeah, man. Seattle's famous for salmon. Salmon a band? No, it's a fish. fish. But fish is a band, but not salmon. It's is Nirvana a fish? Um, not yet. You just yet. threw those. You just like a grab bag of Seattle features. Okay, I get it. It was Coffee. salmon and Nirvana are not directly related to each other. Exactly. There you go. 
Beat well, you me. they probably mm -hmm. are. They're probably other like the seven degrees of Seattle, where you can connect salmon to grunge to Nirvana to what else is Seattle? Space Needle. Coffee. Coffee. Jimi Hendrix. Beat Jimi Roots. Hendrix. Beet roots? No, not yeah, beet roots. That's not going to work, no. Russ, Tuberculosis. You know Russ, I'm trying to make a serious <laughs> point here, and I really don't appreciate that. You know? Tuberculosis is pretty serious. Yeah, you're wrong. The, the <laughs> West Coast is really good. <laughs> so, so you know far, you've got me. So far, you got here? me. You don't have like human. Way more. Millions, millions, millions upon millions more crappy assholes than live on the East Coast. Really? We are chocked full of crappy air. We've got crappy assholes on pap. <laughs> you cannot compete. Well, I do have to say that the other day, people probably don't realize this around the world that New Yorkers do this, but New Yorkers do on occasion go to Costco. And taking large quantities of things and people, stuffing them in a big warehouse and then making them New Yorkers is its own treat. Yeah, and it normally works that way. You just take some innocent people from the Midwest, you put them in the Costco, and then you turn them into New Yorkers after that, which is a bad, that's that's a bad combination of, of things. What? Yeah, I didn't understand it either, really. Yeah, you'll want to cut Costco that Costco is always right? unpleasant. Nobody likes going to Costco. It's just a bunch of miserable people who have like 16 kids apiece, which is why they need to buy 100 eggs at a time every week at is Costco. Imagine that it's those terrible. people, imagine those people are New Yorkers. Now It would be great. Everyone would, it would be fun. Oh, you would enjoy that. What am that? I going to say? Oh, so they would, like, crash their <laughs> shopping carts into each other or something? Yeah, pretty who much. Who cares? It's fun. It's Costco. There was, this one co there was this one guy who was like, I don't know how much more of this I could take. And he was trying to get through the line, and he was like, and he had a two-year-old kid in his cart. And so he was like, can you move, please? I got a kid here. I got a baby. Can you see my baby? Can you move, please? Got a baby. And then this woman's like, awesome. he just thinks because he has a baby that he... <laughs> I don't know what he is all thinking up in my hat, you know, like getting walk. Oh, I got a kid. You heard him. I got a kid, so I get to walk through. And I'm like, uh, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm just getting my snap peas. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> snap peas, which cost See, you. That is the difference. New York and L.A. Exactly the same thing would be happening in L.A., but everyone would be passive aggressive and just giving each other looks and glaring at each other. In right. New York, everyone speaks their mind. You're like, I, I hate everyone here. I hate you, too. I have a child that's bored. Screw your child. I don't care about <laughs> it. You know, it's the same thing. It's just we're honest exactly. about Exactly. And that's emotions. my point. That's yeah, my point. And that. first, I do need to remind you, Russ, you're supposed to be speaking for the West Coast, and you're saying we. But I am uh, speaking for the West Coast. We, yeah, you people are much better <laughs> in that way. Because that's the thing is, for me... I would rather know how you feel and not have you, you know, do this nonverbal or lack of nonverbal, it's all in your mind, fake stuff and not tell me straight up how you feel. So oh, that's I why agree. I like it here. You're not supposed to agree. And this may or may not be, be because I am a New Yorker. <laughs> I, I disagree because, <laughs> because I'm going to say we have good weather. <laughs> I would much rather have people pretend to think one thing and then actually act a different way because that is much more better way to treat people. Yeah, you know what? I don't it think Story's so going to be happy with what you're doing. Yeah, but you're basically I, I will like... now quote Randolph Newman. I love L.A. I, I love L.A. Da, 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 da. That was too yeah. bad. I love L.A. Yeah, the thing about Costco, which is sort of a general problem I have, I think, is that Costco represents, in a way, the worst elements of America because it's like, we will give you more food than you could conceive of in one place and we'll make the per unit price because you're paying, you know, you pay $100, but it costs you, you know, 
0.3 cents per egg or whatever the you know per capita cost is or whatever for the eggs. And we will therefore cater to what is worst about America, which is overconsumption of everything, right? I mean, isn't that the problem with Costco? Uh, Lots of food I, I actually do price? take issue with that point, though. Okay. Because Good. the first time I went to Costco and looked around, I was like, wow, everything is just the right proportion for me, finally. Right, exactly. For the first time ever. Yeah, see, because Russ is different. See, because the thing is, it's like, I agree, I would agree with that point, Greg, in that in Boston, remember you have like a Vinnie Testa's? Right. It what it is is it's a quintessential. They have oh, them. Yeah. They have these all over America. I remember that Where place. it's like it's an Italian restaurant that serves huge portions. So you walk in and everyone's like, "Oh, you get this great deal!" And I'm like, "No, you're not. I have to pay twenty bucks for a huge portion that I'm not going to finish." It's a great deal if you can eat eighty steaks. Yeah, for me, it's good. <laughs> so right. So for Russ, like it's it. great. Right. For everyone else in America, it's obesity. But what I don't want to go there because you guys are just going to get into. <laughs> Conversation yeah, let's again. not discuss that subject, shall we? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, for me, the That's issue it. with Costco. Good map, good show, guys. Yeah. <laughs> for Sorry. me, the issue with Costco is you're talking a four hours out of your life because yeah. there's the going there, there's the walking around, getting everything, and then there's the they never they don't give you bags because Costco doesn't give you bags; they give you boxes. So you, and they don't never give you enough boxes, and so you have to get things out of the car, and then you get home, and then you have to unpack and you have to file things away in your small-ass New York City apartment. So th that's my, my thing with Costco, because I don't mind big I quantities. in your small-ass New York apartment. <laughs> Costco, I bought glue. Uh, Russ, if you're going to do Christopher Cross, you have to do more of the Doppler effect. The best that you can do yeah. you have is to do all in bulk. <laughs> I have to do what? You have to do more of the Doppler effect. Dun, 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 New York City. That's the way Christopher Cross always sounds. Oh, He's always yeah. like running That's past solid. you. It's true. You know? <laughs> that guy never held the mic in front of his face. He's just swaying back and forth. very perceptive. You know, that was him. It's unbelievable. The next podcast, we're going to do the trapeze report, and we're going to just do that. We're going to swear our heads back and forth against, as if we're, you know, performing in an arena. So that... Emu. Yeah, I'd like to do that, but I don't really have the setup because I have oh, the yeah. mic attached to my head. Oh, yeah, but those of us with headsets on are going to have a problem with the nylon. Effect on, like, I probably, mic. like, would strangle myself on the nylons, <laughs> and you guys wouldn't have your draft starter anymore. Yeah, so that's true. Wouldn't I wouldn't recommend that. it. All right, that's getting a little horror movie. That's a little too Wes Craven for me. <laughs> <laughs> strangling with... All right. Hey, yeah. Russ, have you, seen, have you seen movies lately, actually? Uh, we haven't really talked about this. Like, since you're out in L.A., you would think you'd be seeing movies constantly. You know, I did. I, I saw X3. I saw oh, you X3 did see last it. week. Okay. So, what'd you think? Mm -hmm. And I know that you guys reviewed it already on your, your other podcast, Upon Further Review. www.furtherreview.net. I listened to that one. So what and did you think? I think that you were way, way too forgiving. You were too forgiving. Ah, oh, wow. <laughs> really? Well, I tried to tone it down Total because... Total... Well, Russ, I could have... Unredeemable, got... steaming pile so, of nothing. So, Russ, why was it, it so was bad? It was horrible. No, no, no. no. I, I want to say, say one thing, though, because... Okay, go ahead. I, the pr problem is, is I would have ranted. I could have pulled out like a total to story rant out of my ass. But I didn't want to ruin it for people. And, mm -hmm. But also, then the second part is, yeah, I, I've become a legitimate... You're all crazy with the spoiler alerts and all that right, stuff. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. And also, I've become a legitimate X-Men fan, and I didn't want 
people not to go out and see it and then, you know, possibly yeah, you meet... do. You don't want them to see that. <laughs> you don't want them to see that. Well, what's again, what's so bad about it? Like, I mean, I, I'm not disagreeing. Okay. I'm just asking. I mean, I mean, you, you've already discussed on your show how this is what was the new director who took over because Brian Singer wanted to do the Superman movie instead of X3, right? Which right. you're a big fan of. And so we got... <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I've read a lot of reviews. I might actually see the Superman movie at this point. Wow. As much as I am absolutely devoted to Christopher Reeve, like I've read enough good things that it, they basically made the movie in honor of Christopher Reeve. Like they paid so much respect to the old Superman character that a lot of people thought they ruined the new movie because they were too respectful. But that's exactly what I want as, as that kind of <laughs> Superman fan. That's what I'm looking for, like reverence. So okay. that, that sounded good to me. But the X, oh boy, man. You know what it was? It was like a seven-year-old playing with X-Men action figures. That was the movie to me. Yes. It was like, okay, now, now Wolverine's going to fight this guy. Oh, oh, you're going to kill you? Okay, you're dead. You're dead. Okay, yeah. now now here comes uh, Phantom going to kill, and, and okay, three guys are dead, and now we're all going to go fight on a bridge in the middle of a thing. You're dead. You're dead. Right. And it's like there was no story. Exactly. There was no character development. Exactly. There was no – you didn't even care. It got to the point where people would die that were right. major characters, and right. nobody gave a shit. Right. Because – the characters were not important in the movie. Right. And then, like, Archangel is going to become a major character out of nowhere with no, nothing developed. We care that Archangel is soaring across the screen. It's just crap. Yeah. You didn't <laughs> associate with any of the characters. Right. It's crap. And they're and killing them off, thing. but nobody cared. Right. That's my thing is that, that the first two movies, the first two <laughs> movies created characters with such depth. And in this movie, mm-hmm. the characters had no depth. They lost all of their depth. And that takes a lot of hard work to take characters that already had two successful movies, lots of depth, lots of plot development, and to be so negative as in having so little depth that they actually subtracted all of the previous depth for us to not care. But you guys are probably lucky, to be fair, yep. that you even had two good movies coming out of Fox Movie Studios. I mean, the <laughs> fact that they even got two good movies out of that group, I mean, and that you didn't immediately end up with the, you know, the Schwarzenegger, you know, last action hero version of this, of the X-Men, it probably means you guys got lucky in that to begin with. I mean, thank God that they didn't get a hold of the Lord of the Rings films, or it would have been, you know, Aragorn running around, you know, throwing his sword at people's heads and being like, ah, oh, whatever will occur, I shall return for you, Arwen. Come to me now, my dear. You know, it would have been you know, terrible. You know what? I I probably I should apologize to all of the X Men fans because I think that this is my fault because I have been watching way too much Fox with American Idol with yep. So You Think You Can Dance. Yep. Oh my God! I yep. think that I I did this. Yeah, they get a big head. Yep. They people, think they can entertain you any way they want. They're yeah. like, we've got Clea locked in. Let's screw up any movie that we want. You, you're, you're a terrible they director. Got, they you got too X3. confident. Yeah. And then, you know, my probably my angel was like, okay, Clea, you are getting sucked into the Fox <laughs> Devil Land. We have to wake you up. We'll produce a bad X-Men movie. That will get you. And it did. And it did. It was my wake-up call, and I thank you. Although you still watched So You Want to Dance. And okay, you know what? I was ready to just move on. I don't, I don't see why you got to focus on the past. Dude, like. Greg, that was a good idea, though. If, if Ratner decided to direct the, uh, the Lord of the Rings movie, that would be the awesomest thing ever. It would turn a three-hour movie into, like, 90 minutes of just random <laughs> shit. It would just be, like, the beginning of the movie. Be like, ten years ago, oh, there was a war. Bam, bam, I'll kick your ass. <laughs> and he's like, oh, dude, he, he killed the whole army. Oh, a ring, ugh. Gollum's like, yo, it's my ring. Ring Gollum, around uh, me, bitch. And then, <laughs> like, fast forward to the present. Hey, what's up, Frodo? Hey, let's go over there. Oh, my God, five people just died. Oh, my God, you know what? Friend. Whatever. Oh, my God, he could have made, made Jackie Chan Frodo. That would have been so great. 
He could have. <laughs> oh, my God. That would have been so awesome. And then what was the name of the we guy, the other guy in Rush Hour? Was oh, Chris, uh, not Chris Rock. What's his name? The other guy that Chris was like Tucker. the really Chris high. Tucker. Chris, Chris Tucker. Tucker. Chris Tucker, Tucker could have been. Um... Are you telling me that Gollum is coming for me? Is that what you're telling me? Are you telling me that right now? <laughs> Chris Tucker could have been Sam. Man. Man, I'm carrying this no stuff. <laughs> I'm carrying this backpack. Modo is bullshit. <laughs> I'm staying in the Shire. Man, this Frodo. is bullshit. Frodo, you always get the my, girls. We've been walking for seven days. I hadn't eaten some of this Elvis bread. This Elvis bread tastes like ass. <laughs> oh, man. That would be quality. And then you would have had a very My interesting... My best friend just died. I don't even care. <laughs> Who is directing this piece of shit? <laughs> it's true. And then you would have had... And, and I love... I don't understand how actors are able to keep them... When they're... At, like, Patrick Stewart must have known doing this how bad this movie was going to be. And, and he's just Ewan. like, well, I really think that, um, you know, what what he's been able to do is really add a new dimension of crap. Like, no, Mr. Stewart, you're going to, oh, You know, right. and I have to say, there was something else that Patrick Stewart did that he loved. I mean, again, as an actor, great. But I, he is willing to do anything for a buck, I think. Well, Pretty much anything. I don't know. He doesn't do that much. What well, he but do? he, d- he does TV commercials, voiceovers. I mean, he really is a slut, Patrick Stewart, I have to admit. Did you just call the immortal <laughs> Patrick Stewart a slut? I think he's a slut. Oh, my God. Every single awesome. Star Trek fan who listens to us just turned off the MEP report in horror at now, you calling Patrick Stewart a slut. Okay, well, maybe I'm a little biased because he di- when I talked to him after that play, he didn't fall in love with me. But I, See, I that's do, what it's about. I do feel that it, it's, it's, it, it says something, right, that he was a part of this and – I don't think he really affected as much change as he probably could have, because he he's a bigger name than Halle Berry. Uh, I'm not sure about that. Do you think you think he's well, a what name about than Halle Berry? Uh... log supplemental? <laughs> I've just finished recording commercials for Firestone and Sony in the same day. They thought my voice sounded soothing, yet masculine. Now I'm going to film the worst movie ever made, known as X3. First Engage. I'm... I'm... I'm going to deposit money in my account on the wings of crap. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry, Patty. Blood off Patrick Stewart. I'm what about sorry, Ian McKellen? Stewie. Why wasn't Ian McKellen saying, you know, get no, up on my house? No, it's the same thing. It, well, don't even get me started. You know how much I'm ac- absolutely in love with Hugh. And Hugh, Hugh is big, just as but more he's, important. But he's not as important. Look, McKellen just got off of doing this, and then he decided to follow up this garbage with right. Da Vinci Code. Right. So McKellen is on a bad run. Well, that's okay? why I didn't mention him. Oh, okay. Because I knew that that would have been the example, is that he's the same thing. He, I think, you know, will do most anything, too. Yeah. And, and again, I, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing, because they bring good acting to realms of Hollywood that probably doesn't usually see it. But, you know, still, I, I, I do wish that... But in, in the end, right, I think, Russ, you'd agree with me that, you know, actors don't have much a, much of a say. The producers... Um, are the ones that really have the say. And so I, I know that in the end, the actors won't be able to do much. Well, have you did... Hey, did you... all I know is Ed Norton. Ed Norton has made... Almost every movie he's ever made has been fantastic, except when he got roped into doing the Italian job because it was part <laughs> of some contract he signed to do a movie that he liked. And they're like, and then you have to do this shitty gangster movie. And he's like, ugh. <laughs> and he even complained about it and told people it sucked before it came out. So yeah. I pretty much trust Ed Norton okay. to do whatever he wants to do, and I will see it, and it will be quality. And he's still but, working. Uh, you know, it's like... And he wasn't an Costco or, so or Walmart. You know, Walmart will employ old, useless people to, you know, do crappy jobs because they take less money. And so maybe the film industry is kind of following along. And they're like, all right, well, you guys aren't going to get work elsewhere. You're not going to be playing any of these romantic teen movies. So 
Yeah. You're going to be my supervillain. How are you going to turn that down? Are, are you just and saying that Ian McKellen is the equivalent of a Walmart greeter? Is that what you just said? Yes. Yeah, okay. he, 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 he was the Da Vinci Code's Walmart greeter. <laughs> you could put it in the bank. Hello, welcome to a crappy movie. Right over there for the other crappy movie. Thank exactly, you. exactly oh, right. Man. Well, Russ, did you hear this 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 supposed uh, gossip that Greg is talking about, that Halle Berry was strong arms, the changes? Yeah, I read all about that. That she said she wanted to be a major character as she was leaving, and so they changed the entire plot of what actually happens in the X-Men comic to reflect her character. They're like, fine, eh, we'll kill, sure, let's kill our professor, eh, let's kill Cyclops. He only led the X-Men for years. We, we don't need him as part of the story. Let's oh, make it gosh. all that storm. It just makes me so mad. Because of Halle Berry. Yep. But remember, Halle Berry's got some kind of credentials. This is a woman who's gotten good work out of Catwoman and... Um, she has got two um, amazing credentials. <laughs> two fine, <laughs> fabulous credentials. Although that is true, Russ. She got her fame from uh, doing, um, from showing her boobs on that movie with John Travolta. Yeah, and that was Swordfish. And, and that's true. That was really? Yeah, that's what. Oh, yeah. That's oh, where she. Got... No, she was already big by no, then. No, no. She was big by no, Swordfish. No, she wasn't. Her no? boobs were no. bigger. Oh. No, she wasn't big. Big. That's what made her big. Uh. Really? I think yeah. she was big before this. Huh. The small ones made her big. Are we talk about different things. I thought, I thought she was cast as like a star when in Swordfish already. But but that's what made her kind of stand what out. Was that like ninety seven? That early? Ooh, I'm gonna have to check this out. I don't know when Swordfish. Oh, was great, like great! You gave Greg a reason I mean, to get on the internet. Good job. I'm checking yeah, to see right now. Yeah, I go on IMDb. We. I mean, we. She was already in that movie with uh, Boomerang with Eddie Murphy, where she played like the homely like side person who he falls in love with at the end of the movie but 2001 between then and swordfish she was in a lot of stuff swordfish is 2001 oh, yeah, she was famous before 2001 i'm simply Come on. saying that she wasn't that did not make her famous okay you know what okay here we go the first she did the first movie that you would have noticed her in was probably boomerang boomerang actually the first Say it. x-men was 2000 <laughs> boomerang. <laughs> boomerang was 1992 dude She's actually in Knox Thank Landing you. in 1992. That's the first movie where it matters that she was in. Thank you. She was in the Last Boy okay. Scout. She's she, in Jungle Fever. She was? She's in Jungle Fever. Jungle Fever. She was in The Flintstones yeah, that, in 94. That was a major role. The Flintstones. Okay, I that remember sucks. her in The Flintstones. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Come on, there's got to be something bigger before Swordfish. I don't think so, man. I mean, Executive Decision, she was a really? flight attendant. Yeah, Executive Decision She's was a flight huge attendant. because that was the movie that was so big. Executive Decision was such an important movie that they were allowed to kill Steven Seagal in the first five minutes of the movie. <laughs> it was the single greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. That was They're pretty like, funny. Major star, Steven Seagal. Oh, shit! Okay, <laughs> Steven Seagal is apparently dead. Uh, Kurt Russell will be the star for the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. That was the greatest. She was like the main flight attendant, man. She was in charge of like helping out the squad led by Kurt Russell and John Leguizamo, the crappiest action crew ever. But Okay. Yeah. Okay. Come on, man. I suppose. But but see, I think the there thing is that she executive she, decision. She had that um, thing where didn't she hit some person while she was driving or something? She was one what? of those movie stars that hit someone while she was driving, and so there was a big to do. So she was starting to go a little bit out of pop people liking her, and then. I mean, you're not gonna have a hard time convincing me that she's an irresponsible idiot <laughs> and not very talented. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I'm not ready to defend her that far. I'm just saying that she was 
a big star before Swordfish. That's okay. all I'll say. All right. Well, you know. So what? the point is, because of Swordfish and her quality, you know, and the fact that she gained some notoriety after that, she somehow trumped Ian McKellen, Patrick Stewart, Hugh Jackman, Alan Cumming, uh, all of those people. You know, melted Rebecca Romaine Stamos. All those people melted Kelsey in the face Grammer. of Kelsey Grammer. They all <laughs> melted in the face of Halle Berry. Is that what happened? I just here? don't get that, but okay. And I'm very pissed. I hope she put out. That's all I'm saying. I hope he got some something something. I hope he got some tape. I was trying to think of some really neat sexual innuendo when you said they all <laughs> melted in the face of Halle Berry, but that that was like, <laughs> it put me on short circuit. Yeah. I was like, no, that that is what they did. She's That's actually exactly what. Okay, fine. She's 40. I'm done. Did you know that? I thought she was younger than that. Yeah, really? you know, I, I, had a, I have an issue with your conversation last week, Greg. About what? Two weeks ago? You, <laughs> oh, really? You walk a fine <laughs> line, Greg. The objectifying older women conversation. You walk a fine <laughs> line because you have to remember that you married someone, okay? You married a woman. Oh, you're right. I married someone. Damn it, that changes and everything. I will be getting older. That proves him wrong. I want to remind you that this year I turned 30. Yes. And in 10 years I will be 40. That's and true. in 20 years I will be 50. This is compelling logic. I think and so 30 I years you'll be 60. Old. Why are you so old? <laughs> <laughs> You're nearly 50 in 20 years. That's why are you even talking about well, this? Well, what I'm trying to say is you if, can't be a hot actress in 20 years. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to say, Greg, is you better you better reinstate those vows that you're going to love me and find me a hottie in 20 years or I'm going and finding someone else now I, while I'm young and cute. I think you better reinstate your promise to be continue to be as young and cute as you are now. You're as young and cute now as you were when I first met you. <laughs> but only nine years have Whoa. passed. It could be another Can't 20. Say that. Well, but the point is if there's been no lack of if there's been no reduction in hotness over 9 years, why would I expect there to be more reduction oh, in hotness God. over All the next right. 20? This is very okay. exciting this for us. Be done, like, off camera. <laughs> I don't, we can have this conversation <laughs> later. Yes, exactly. Right. I love you. You're beautiful. That's true. Yeah. I, in 20 years though, you'll still be beautiful. <laughs> 20 years. Beautifuler than Halle Berry is now. Oh, shut up, Jerome. <laughs> la, la, la. That was Jermaine. Wasn't it Jermaine? That was Jermaine. Okay. Thank Jermaine. you, Jermaine. Thanks, Very Jermaine, poignant. for your help. I appreciate it. <laughs> Very good contribution. So, speaking of uh, thank you so speaking much. of superheroes and the like, so glad I have somebody on my side. <laughs> yeah. Who you prefer? Who you previously were, you know, slurring like there was no tomorrow. By the way, when he couldn't. Well, that's what you. he does with people he likes. Is he? Uh, oh, okay. He, it's a sign of puts affection. Puts him down. Yeah. So, Miyagi, if you like Map Report. Vote for MapReport at www.mapreport.com by clicking Vote for Map link. If you like MapReport, email MapReport at Greg, Story, Russ, or Andy at MapReport.com. Call MapReport at 206-600-MAP1, 206-600-6371. And if you don't like it, then whole village see that you have no honor. Aye. So uh, I believe the rest that you have an email that you was sent to, to us. Voicemail? Yeah, you should play right. the voicemail because um, okay, it's about superheroes and we're it. talking about it basically. So, hey guys, Steve from the Wicked Good Podcast. Uh, just listening to the last episode, and I don't know. You guys are talking about like the worst superheroes of all time, and you missed the obvious one, Aquaman. I mean, come on, his ability is he can swim and breathe underwater for you know to defeat all those supervillains that are hiding underneath the ocean. And then he comes out of the water, and he dies if he stays out for an hour. 59 minutes and 59 seconds, he's fine. An hour, he drops dead. Come on. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to go back to uh, beating up some talking heads with my one sweep. Catch you guys later. Can't wait for the next show. 
I, I really enjoyed that part also, Clea, where he's like, come on, ha <laughs> ha, I laugh at myself. I love him, he's cute. Yeah, Steve's a good guy, Russ, Russ Steve is, Steve's a good funny. guy. Um, but, but I remember, I mean, I didn't hear this conversation that you had, but I remember you and I have, sometime in the past, we've talked about similar subject, and you've mentioned Aquaman. Well, Russ and I had this discussion before, have had this discussion now on several occasions even tonight, (laughs) which is that Aquaman in general as a superhero character has been rendered lame by everybody. Everybody knows that he's lame. I mean, he's just the most obviously dumb superhero that exists. So, yeah. So he's not even worth mentioning? In a way. I mean, I understand why Steve did, but... but... You could invariably turn on the TV and see a stand-up and he'd be like, Aquaman, Aquaman talks to fish! And that's the punchline to every routine. Superman flies through walls. Batman's cool. Aquaman talks to fish. You know, right. All right, fine. Okay, wait a second here. You're saying that he's so lame he doesn't even deserve to be on the lame list? Well, I mean... Okay. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, the one thing I'd say about that is, because what I didn't realize about Aquaman that you were telling me earlier, Russ, is that on Smallville, which is the Superman, the teen Superman, Beverly Hills 90210 plus Superman, they actually introduced the Aquaman character as a teen. This is true. This actually happened. They did. Oh, cool. No, it wasn't cool, though. They picked out this really dumb, blonde surfer guy who looks very much like what you would expect Aquaman to look like, but he could not act to save his life because he was obviously cast on site. They're like, you, you look like Aquaman. Get in here. Here, put on this orange <laughs> so t-shirt this, d- and these green shorts. Does Smallville, okay, I didn't realize that Smallville does this. So they bring in other superheroes? See, the problem is Clea likes some WB shows, so this is the wrong this person before. to talk about. I heard that. I think some this may be the said, first time they've done this. I think some people said Smallville is good. Does he he take, was just like some new kid. Does he take a sh- uh, he was shirt like a off a lot? He's a new kid at the high school. Does the lead guy take a shirt yes, off a lot? Yes, Aquaman does. Who Clark? Yeah. No, he's oh. always. They had to keep Clark in a blue T-shirt so that you remember that he's Superman because okay. he has to always wear a red jacket and a blue T-shirt. Right. Oh. To be like, see, he's gonna be Superman. He wears red and blue all the time. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm not watching. You see? It. If he was it's taking his dumb. shirt off, then it'd be worth my time. But if he's not gonna take his shirt I... off. It... And yeah. I only wa- I only watched Charmed. Then there's, uh, Greg. That was my only WB thing I ever watched was Charmed. Yeah, you're a regular though. Which is Who's over that now. That one on Charmed. That's really hot. Alyssa Milano. Milano. They canceled that. Yeah. She is hot. You mean they could only sustain like a dozen years of the hot witch stupid show? <laughs> well, <laughs> I think only... that could go much longer. Well, first, first you could of do, all, like thirty years as long as they're still hot. Exactly. First of all, <laughs> the, point. the the show was still going strong. The ratings were not going down. Second of all, they're still hot. Third of all, this is the longest-running uh, TV show with ma- with female leads. So that's really yeah, longer than uh, Laverne and Shirley. Hmm. Oh, great! It's beat out such such legendary running? immortal shows eight, as Laverne uh, and Shirley. It was eight seasons. It was eight seasons. Okay, that great. Was eight seasons of the longest-running female-led show ever. Exactly, which is sad, but that's yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is sad. Yeah. What the hell? And it was it was not getting. What about like Murder She Wrote? Wasn't Murder, She Wrote on for like a thousand years? Huh? Oh, that's a good point. What about that? I think Angela Lansbury was so old she didn't uh, count as a female at that point. Wasn't the Golden Girls? The Golden Girls was on for like a hundred years. It was on since they were teenagers. No, it just felt like it was on for a hundred years, dude. (laughs) Look it up. I heard that. What about The View? That show is never off the TV. It's on every day, all day long, on every station. Okay, can we stop looking at sexy pictures of Alyssa Milano, please, Greg? <laughs> yeah, That's she's not hot. a good picture. You're picking out the worst pictures. Let me do some research. You're right. She is rather attractive. <laughs> what are we talking about again? We were going to see about I the... agree. <laughs> about her left breast. Sorry. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't understand. The Smallville concept sounds like a good concept, and then it just doesn't work because it just doesn't work. I mean, I would be like the total demographic, like person who loves the Superman movies, but I was never interested in Smallville. You know, unless somehow they managed to take Christopher Reeve, bring him back from the dead, regress his age 20 years, and be like, you are Clark Kent. You know, I have Go. to say, Russ, Otherwise, no. I have to say, I'm surprised that you you liked Christopher Reeve because he doesn't he didn't strike me as a really? good actor. Oh. <gasps> and you Did it! and you and I I presume to <gasps> I presume to think that you had oh. good taste because you were a fan How? of uh, of what's his face. How could you say that? I don't know. Maybe How I guess could you I, say that? maybe I need to watch it. I just don't remember him being a very good actor. He was it amazing actor oh, okay especially for superman do you know how hard it is to carry that off i mean it wasn't just he looks like superman it was that he had the ability that maybe no actor on the face of the earth had which was to carry to like do what superman did which is as a six four person who is larger than everyone else in the office mm-hmm. he like would sulk his shoulders and wear glasses and speak in a higher pitched voice and you totally believe that he was just some nerdy reporter and right. not some giant superhero looking guy no, I... and that is unbelievably difficult i mean any of the real emotive scenes in superman like when lois dies and he flips out or when he cries out at the end of Superman 2 that he fails uh-huh. when he's in the uh, the Fortress of Solitude after giving away all his powers. Let me do a quick That's reenactment. A shit, it sounds man. like this. Ah! In the second movie. Ah! Slightly lower, <laughs> but it's about the same in these cases. No, he's like, Father! Anyway. And when he does that... He, yeah. he was absolutely captivating as Superman. Like, I think he's a tremendously talented actor. Okay. Was. And uh, okay. I'm going to have to respectfully disagree. Okay, that's fine. I should your... check it out. I mean, I was young when I saw them and haven't seen them since. So. He's certainly going to be better than Tom Welling, who plays Clark Kent now in Smallville, because Tom Kettling's, it says Tom Welling's background started out as a construction worker and a Calvin Klein model before becoming an actor. Now that's training. Wait a minute. Yeah, right Wait a minute. No, he started out as a Calvin like, Klein like model. That's training. He yeah. started out as a Calvin Klein model and he doesn't take his shirt off every show? Obviously, well, I mean, they don't know what they're doing. I, I, not every show. Yeah, not every show. Sorry. Okay, well, look at the photos. Let me see some hot I photos. I know, I'm no. Superman, you know when you go back, like we've talked about this in the show before, like I'll go back and watch Thundercats and be like, wow, this, this was a really crappy show. I don't know why I love this yeah. so much. It's really corny and basic and stupid. Yes. But I go back and watch Superman 1 and Superman 2, and they absolutely hold up to what I thought about them when I was 8, yeah. which is that they're just amazing movies. They have a sense of humor about themselves. They combine parody with seriousness and grandeur. The special effects for 1978 rival like things that they did in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I thought it was ama- those two movies were amazing, mm-hmm. and that they basically cannot be done any better. For Superman. Okay. So, but I'm a fanboy. Yeah, well, that's but that's what I that's what fanboys say. <laughs> so that's what you get. He's the greatest <laughs> ever. It's interesting. And so, like, but the, so you were, Best but when you got to Superman ever. three and Superman four, that's when you started to bail on the mice. Yeah, right? those were terrible. Yeah. Everyone agrees. Those those should not have ever. And even in fact, the new Superman movie does exactly that, which is why people you know who are like me that are so faithful to the old series, it literally takes place right after Superman two. It pretends that three and four never existed, and is like right after Superman two. Superman leaves for a few years to go explore some fragment of Krypton that still exists, 
and then he comes back five years later, and that's when the new Superman movie takes place. Oh, really? Oh, as okay. If three and four never happened. Oh, I didn't realize that. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good. That's what they. It's funny yeah, they're doing so that, that with all of them. That's really cool. Did it with Batman Begins also? They're like, never mind, forget all that stuff. Okay, here's the real yep. Batman. Here, what? Christian Bale. Here's Batman. Okay, mm-hmm. you remember Batman? That's what he was like. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger never played a guy called Mr. Freeze. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> there is no such person as Chris O'Donnell. Move along. It was just a right, bad yeah, dream. That's my thing. Is, is I would have no problem if they decide to do that with X Men. I would have no problem with that. Let's just forget. They should. Let's, they basically have to after this last Let's thing. bring Cyclone and everyone back, and let's try it again. Cyclone. Sorry, Cyclops. <laughs> Cyclone. He's his two guy. Wait, are you our leader? It's like Storm's uncle. <laughs> it's like Storm's uncle. He could only make Cyclones. And she was like, but look, God, I can make it. rain and fun. No, only Cyclones. Well, we will suck them up into the vortex. Pull my finger. Well, not, a only, not only that, she turns into superhero in number three because she can shoot electricity out of her hands and she can spin herself around really fast like a Cyclone. Still I mean, can't act, though. I've seen her in some good acting, Greg, but they're the more independent films. But this is like Russ's theory. We talked about this before. It's like in Monsters Ball, right? You know, and they're like, well, she was tremendous in that. But it's like Russ says, anytime, like, there are certain sort of automatics. If you play a battered woman, you are automatically en route to an Oscar, right? An Oscar nomination, at least. Like if you, you play, play a retard? If you play, right. If you play a disabled guy, you immediately are on your way. This is Russ's theory. You're immediately on your way to Oscar nomination. Like, there's no, don't pass go. Excuse me. You played. No, no, that's true. You know, it is true. You played, an, uh, you played a disabled and guy. And agrees with me. Yeah. Bing, yeah so he, <laughs> <laughs> <but> he does. <laughs> But I mean, seriously, and it's like, that's one of the... We would like to nominate ourselves for the podcast Peer Awards <laughs> coming up. <laughs> exactly. Because I'm seriously like, I'm... At the... Russ's powerful portrayal of Jermaine. I'm so bitter. That's a good point. I hadn't even thought about that. Uh, that's We should definitely do that. But I'm so bitter about... It's one of the reasons that I'm so bitter about freaking... Uh, about when Robin Williams didn't get the thingy Oh no, I know this is going to come into conflict with you, Russ, because it deals with Daniel Day-Lewis, but... You know, he gets in a wheelchair and he's like, automatically, I'm a good actor. Whereas Robin Williams kicked ass in Dead Poet Society. No. And because he doesn't, you know. Was that the same year? That was my left foot. He lost to my left foot. Is that what you're saying? Yes, exactly. Greg. The, the retard rule definitely in play. Okay, but Can't no, but let me let me speak. But Robin Williams could play a retard. Let's be honest. No, He's no, got let the me range. no. Let me get this. <laughs> let me. I'll step in on this one, Russ, because Daniel Day Lewis doesn't just get into a chair. He he's one of those method actors. He actually, when he was doing um, in the name of the father, he actually did you know put himself in a cell and had them bang on the doors. And really, he really gets into the role. Awesome. They should have given an Oscar for in the name of the father then, but not for my left foot. Come on, Greg. Have you ever seen a more realistic portrayal of someone with what is what does he have? MS or palsy? I guess cerebral palsy. I mean, the movie is called My Left Foot. Someone growing up. It's called My Left Foot. Growing up, I knew someone with that disorder, and I would we would hang out and I'd visit him and we'd play games. This this was an, uh, a dead-on, unbelievably accurate portrayal. I I was surprised that it wasn't a disabled actor when I first saw the movie. Okay. And in fact. I had already liked Daniel Day-Lewis from other things because I saw My Left Foot years later. I didn't realize it was the same guy. That's how good he was. So if somebody plays an incredible version of a guy in a coma, <laughs> that guy is bound for an Oscar nomination even Uma though he has Thurman, no lines. Kill Bill. She was amazing. And then she woke up and she beat the crap out of that yeah, guy. But, the, but before no. that, if that movie was more about the coma <laughs> instead of all the action stuff that happened later and it was all about the four years she was in the coma... Right. 
she would have won crazy awards for that movie. Right. Because I was just going to say that was that was <laughs> exactly. my thing. Was just like you know you got to leave her in the coma and then see you know how much stuff that's going to. But it's true. I mean you know basically you're punishing people for having more lines. Like if you can stumble incoherently. So basically if you can act like Tom Brokaw on a good day, then you're all set for an Oscar. You know who stumbles oh, wow. over his lines and just you know drools over himself. Then basically you're all set to be able to do you wow. know actual Oscar portrayals, right? I don't know what to say to that. This reminds me of a news story that I read about today. Which is? It was like the feel-good story. It was on FARC.com that I believe is the San Diego Padres organization. This can be found on the front page of FARC today. Yeah, it was the Padres. They had this pitcher who was in their minor league system who, like, suffered two heart attacks and just, like, got completely destroyed by physical ailments and was in a wheelchair. And they not only continued to pay his salary through his contract, but they, like, signed him as a free agent this year to a six-year contract just so that they could keep paying him and, like, make sure he had medical coverage and stuff. Really? How cool is that? That That is is really cool. That is wonderful. Yep. But they signed him up, and that was just. And the woman who was part of the organization, I guess she's part of the ownership, was like, "And I will do it again when he expires. I will sign him again as a free agent and keep his contract." And they just keep paying him so that he can live, you know, and have health insurance. That's pretty. He's cool. a completely disabled guy. Meanwhile, the 750 people outside the San Diego, uh, you know, homeless people outside the San Diego Stadium would like to have the same idea, yeah. but you know, the, really. But, uh, well, they were they were never promising athletes, though. You got to at least show a glint of promise at some point to get a free ride. You can't just be like that all the time. But he's not an That's athlete anymore, say. so I don't Heartless what... bastard that I am. That's right, dude. I, I, I don't... <laughs> well, at some point, you have to show potential, and then you get the free ride. If you never have any potential, you don't get anything. <laughs> I see, okay. That's my argument. Okay, all right. Uh... See, my argument is you had... I don't know why that's justified. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure, why this not? This is a very interesting uh, website. Well, here. I've been to FARC a couple times, but it looks as if they've slightly redesigned it. You know, they have all these weird little links, and then you have things like... Some of this stuff, I don't even know what to make. PETA, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, is now buying stock in fast food chains so they can speak at shareholder meetings. Apparently, running around naked failed to sway corporate policy. We have to somehow figure oh, out a way to get Homestar on this. Runner. We're always about news and about good things. And Oh, yeah, Homestar, Homestar Runner. Runner. One month without a Homestar update. Oh, yeah, FARC is one of my main news reading sites, absolutely. Okay. Maybe I can get it since I have limited access to internet at my job. Yeah, why is this, by the way, Russ? Do you have this problem? Maybe. Where at every, like, do you have the same problem where at work they essentially limit you? You're allowed to look at, you know, www.theplaceiwork.com oh, yeah. the, and that's it? The tyrant, the malevolent tyrant known as WebSense. Mm. WebSense blocks any entertaining websites of all kinds. Mm. It's a genius. It, no, it doesn't matter. What a pride, how small it is. It knows to block Odeo.com. It knows <laughs> to block fantasy sports on Yahoo. Yeah. It knows to block anything that I would want to read about related to gaming or sports or entertainment right. or podcasts. It's amazing. It blows my mind. I can read FARC. News is fine. So any news, uh, I sit there and read news all day. When I I'm guess bored. I have it pretty good because uh, yeah. cause I, uh, I can get HomestarRunner.com. I can't get, really? I can't get Craigslist. That's that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I can't get eBay, no Craigslist. Yeah. They don't want you people finding casual encounters. It was at funny work. when we were interviewing and this lady who was a she was a like a secretary that used to work in the building. She was like, "Yeah, they block a lot of things, but there's some things you can do. Like you can look at oprah.com." And it was like a room full of men who were like, "Oh, great. We can look at oprah.com." <laughs> Thanks. Uh, note to self, so know, your <laughs> know your audience. Know your audience. I know seriously. Yeah. I wonder if Oprah knows what the Yankee score was today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing no. 
But she can if she wants to. She should have a whole link to the rest of the internet through her site. Yeah, that she would should be, be like, And if you would like sports links, go to oprah.yahoo.com. <laughs> <laughs> and then you could do all your sports stuff. It's a good question, though, because I, mean, I guess one would ask, so is it better to be involved, like to, to try to limit people's access at work, thereby keeping them more efficient but also making them unhappy? Or is it better to allow them to be able to look at these sites, keep them sort of generally more pleased with their work environment and therefore more likely to work more efficiently? Well, you know, I, I was going to say that obviously you want people not to slack off. However, I have to say that these last three days, because it just happened before that, I could get access to a lot of these things because I was given special access because I need to be able to do a Google search and research online. But just this week, they've instituted, I guess they found a way that you could still do that but you can't get the access to these sites. And the last three days, have I've been extremely bored and falling asleep on occasion at work. And I wonder if it is because every once in a while I can't just go off and do a little Google search or something or go to Craigslist or something. And so I have to just focus on work all the time. And there's only so much of that I can take. So I, I do wonder, actually, if it was a wise decision. But I know that other people... totally fits into my theory about coercing people and how it doesn't work. Yeah. Because what I do at work when I can't access any website is I look for loopholes. I spend, I waste my time <laughs> looking for useless websites that are accessible to me. And I play the most retarded, like there's a little flash game of a helicopter where you have to avoid these obstacles by clicking and releasing your left mouse button. And that's the whole game. You just click and release the left mouse button. The helicopter goes up and down. I've played dozens of hours of this game at work, racking up points, because it's the only thing I can do that's fun. And so, yeah, so screw you, website. Yeah. You're not going to stop me I from mean, I couldn't. Off. I couldn't go online, you know, during my 15-minute breaks to go and find apartments. So instead, I spent an hour talking to my staff members about how I am having difficulty finding apartments and how we have to move. When I could have just yeah. spent productive time finding an apartments. Yeah. You know, and so I agree with you. And then I also yeah, you guys should move out here. There are apartments here. <laughs> oh yeah, you got apartments. That'll be a, that'll be a relatively <laughs> easy, jobs and, you know. easy commute. Yeah, easy no problem commute. That should be fine. Get the teleporter put in. It's interesting looking at some of these places that we have to go to and the things that you have to you immediately get used to. So you immediately figure out what euphemisms you know actually are in the apartment business. So when you have family-oriented, culturally diverse neighborhood, what that means is that you're in the ghetto. That's what it means when it's family. If it's culturally diverse by itself, that's fine. And if it's family-oriented by itself, that's fine. But when you combine the two terms together, you are immediately in the ghetto, is what it means. See, I thought you were going to say family-oriented means not gay-friendly. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's the d marriage defended here. It's like family the, values. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's like family values, you know. It's the same thing. Speaking yeah, of gay, yeah. I no found gays. myself in the West Village on Sunday... I thought I was in with the in crowd, but I did not realize that it was the parade on Sunday. Yep. Oh, man. That was some fun times to be had by all. I was such in a bad mood. I'd been depressed kind of the last couple of days. And I was going into town just to meet up with a friend for dinner. So I had this headache, and I'm, like, moody. And here I am going smack dab into the West Village in the Gay Pride Parade. Yep. And I'm like, oh, my God. She actually called me from there. She's just like, Greg, I don't know if I should stay here in the background. You hear, woo-hoo, And then you've got, like, drums going and and horns and everything. So. You're making all of that up. No, I'm not. I heard you. Yeah, no, I'm not. Greg? 
It's like a Monty Python episode. (laughs) (laughs) There were lots of short shorts. The cheese. Why? I don't know. Just lots of cheese. (laughs) There were lots of short short shorts. Lots of short shorts. Lots of short shorts. Yeah. Lots of packages. Art Garfunkel was everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Poor Art Garfunkel. How did he become... And the Green Lantern. Everyone's dressed as the Green Lantern. (laughs) Oh, wait. I don't even know if that reference will exist. That won't make any sense in this report. Oh, well. How did... uh, (laughs) Oh, damn it. How did Art Garfunkel become our whipping boy? How did that occur? Dude, I saw him on TV right after talking about him on on. the report a few weeks ago. He was on HDTV. So how could I resist (laughs) watching Art Garfunkel in high depth? Of course. Which is... It was a life-changing experience. The man is 60 years old. I get to see his face in every crag <laughs> and every divot and every vein popping out on HDTV. It is the most pathetic thing I've ever seen. The guy is 60. He's still singing Simon and Garfunkel songs from 40 years ago. He's not, he doesn't have any new material. He's just touring around being like Sound of Silence. Does he have the same Even, I mean, Paul Simon... He has the same haircut. He looks exactly the same, except that he's you know lost his looks and he's now old and weird looking and he can't sing like he used to. But uh, you know he just tries to resurrect the old Garfunkel thing. That's all he can do. <laughs> it's pathetic. Mm. Paul Simon has moved on to like eight other stages of music, and and Garfunkel's like, but I just sang the backup. Yeah, can right. I keep all these songs? Garfunkel's still I'm gonna keep living them off and Paul keep Simon's memories. Singing them. The baby boomers still like yeah, it. Exactly. And I don't. I really have no respect for baby boomers who just want to like feel good about when they were 20, and so they listen to Art Garfunkel, like a horribly mangled the songs that he used to oh, sing yeah. because he doesn't have a voice anymore. Oh, yeah. I, that is just pathetic. Dude, I used to have the same discussion with people about things like The Grateful Dead, where I was just like, look, you produce one album in 68, and then you spend the rest of your time touring around with your you know, stoned fans following you around in, in vans and forgetting what year it is, and growing old with you, paying whatever money they're able to eke off the land to you so that you can survive. I have just no respect for that kind of a group. Same thing with Jimmy Buffett is in the same group. You know, can we please... I understand you're wasting away in Margaritaville. Please just stay down there and don't don't come back, okay? You know, I have to say, though, that Paul, I don't think Paul Simon has been extremely successful, though. He has had quite a few ventures that oh, have fallen flat I don't know about that though. 10, 20 years. Yes, no, they have. He, Graceland? He has. He, had, he, won, he, won, the, he won a Grammy I for mean, Graceland, which is more yeah. than Garfield. What did. happened since then? Negotiations Nothing. of Love Songs was one of my favorite albums of all I time. Agree. And that was, you know, one of his, his solo albums. When did that come out? I, I mean, know. it's been a while. It was like but in he the had 90s, early 90s or the 80s. Yeah. Or, That's I mean, what I'm saying. It was it's, a while I'm ago. saying in the last 20 years, I don't think he's done it. No, 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 Clea. No way. Successful. No way. No way. Graceland and all that stuff was done I saw him perform on stage with Bob Dylan. He's awesome. He's been... He no, no, no. He is talented. He's I'm just saying. He's been erratic for the last... He's been, he's been irrelevant since the past 10 years. That means that he okay, was so relevant for 30 years more years, years than Garfunkel. Well, no, I'm not denying that. I'm just simply saying that he's not the golden boy that he could be. Graceland, Rhythm of the Saints. He's had a lot of good yeah, stuff. Yeah, but he, also, he had like a whole huge Broadway flop. You remember the guys who sang with him? The Lady Smith, Black Mombazo? I saw them live. Homeless. Aren't they all Homeless. dead now? They're all dead. He's now. like Homeless. just as good as Christopher Reeve, and they are both above reproach and shall okay. never be marred all again right. in this fashion. All right, fine. We'll never allow this attack to continue in the same possible way. No, is way. it true? I think Paul Simon and Christopher Reeve. How dare you? <laughs> it's like I will sick Jermaine on you. That's enough. <laughs> Control your wife. Stop this, Sandy. 
So, uh. it looks like, ladies and gents, that we have come to the end of uh, another MEP report. How can you tell that? Um, I was looking We've at the time. Been, Where's the time? We've been mepping for five hours. <laughs> <laughs> no stopping it. We want to thank everyone. It goes on forever. We do want to thank everyone oh for God. coming in, uh, for listening to us. We'd like to uh, thank Clea for her guest starring appearance once again. Yes. And remind everybody that you, you will... Thank you, Thank able- you, thank you. It was great. We'd like to remind everybody that you can not only find our show, the new show that Russ was so kind to mention at furtherreview.net that's Clea's and mine but also that for the MEP report you've got uh, Cast Wars that we're involved in if you go to podcastpickle.com and look for Cast Wars click on that you'll find two podcasts and if you click skip a few times you'll find a big banner with the emu if you click on that banner with the emu you'll be putting in a vote for us there's only 136 we started with 8,000 podcasts and we're down to 136 so we're feeling pretty good about the way things are going and we want to thank everyone for their support so please spread the word Keep listening and um, Godspeed or something. And he- hello to Art Garfunkel. I don't know. <laughs> Godspeed. Godspeed. Say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Hello, Mepness, my old friend. <laughs> I've got I've a come to annoy you again. <laughs> I'm 117 years old. I'm in high definition. Look at my nose. <laughs> And I can't sing like I did in 1933. That's why you hate me. I am all Garfunkel. The proceeding was a presentation of the MEP Report, hosted at www.mepreport.com. All rights reserved. In no way should any part of this show be construed as an invitation to buy, sell, or trade flightless birds, or reassemble Voltron. Or at least not the stupid one of the cars. Please support the MEP Report by voting for the show at www.vitalpodcast.com, adding the show to your list of favorites at podcastpickle.com, and clicking on the Vote for MEP link on the MEP Report homepage to vote for us at podcastalley.com. Email us at Greg, Russ, Story, or Andy at mepreport.com, and call us and leave a voicemail or a fax at 206-600-MEP1. That's 206-600-6371. And finally, please join the fight to stop the senseless farming of emu plants. It's immoral, it's unethical, and frankly, it's just a little bit gross.